0: Welcome to the backwoods.
1: My playground is out in the woods, back in the sticks. This is my hood. Waking up early with nature's hand in mine. Finger on the trigger, just to seal the deal. Feel the chill, shoot to kill. It's the thrill, it's the skill, it's the rush, it's the dust the grind Living the backwoods life.
0: What's going on, everybody? back with his life podcast number six million two hundred forty three thousand three hundred eighty seven Michael Lee and Kevin Knighton here um, we' I don't know we've been off for a little while because Kevin it's Kevin's fault
2: well I was sick I had a cold and uh, whenever your voice don't work it's hard to talk in a microphone
0: yeah he had a cold for like six weeks so yeah, you know we, we had to finally put him in the hospital and he got a tetanus shot and he was fine
2: that dang Ebola you got to look out for it
0: yeah. Got, I think he had a little touch of blue tongue, EHD, but we he pulled through. He's going to be all right. Yeah,
2: you know, afraid it might have been CWD or something, but we got it beat.
0: We had his brain tested, and it's not. there's not one there, so we know he's, that's not it.
2: <laughs> there's absolutely no uh,
0: danger of CWD on my brain, that's for sure. <laughs> well, we hope everybody's been doing good. I know it's been a minute since we rolled out a podcast. We apologize for that, but we're trying to finish up the episodes for the season. I know Kevin's got three left and as of today so when he gets those knocked out he's just going to take the rest of the year off and go hunting
2: i mean i might just record a podcast every day y'all might just hear me talking about what's going on down here in
0: florida the night and daily news <laughs> that means mildred dropped her purse at the iga parking lot and lost her medicare card but we found it down there at the hardware store after the wind got through blowing Kyler scuffed up his knee at recess but it was a good day his tricycle ran a stop sign but nobody was injured
2: yeah that's life of Florida Brantford right big
0: big city life (laughs) like that down here but I hope everybody's doing good deer season's coming fast it's uh, today is August the 14th holy cow we've we've got less than a month away from deer season here in Georgia we've been working on a new piece of property we got the our house on it and uh, about a thousand acres over in in kind of East Central Georgia a little bit and we've been working on this new property and we're, we're excited about it hopefully we can show you all some good stuff through social media and and future episodes of course but uh, we got a lot of work to do
2: yeah we thought we had this ball in motion far enough ahead to you know get everything ready for deer season but now we finally got it all all finalized and uh, like you said it's less than a month from time to sling some arrows in Georgia
0: yeah we went over there last this past weekend and got some furniture moved into the house got it all cleaned up and fixed up you know of course we got to have our you know big screen tvs and comfortable furniture and all that stuff because you know we we've kind of earned it it's been 14 years by gosh well i mean we, we we'd like to have somewhere comfortable to sit down and watch a little football everyone and then. that's right some of y'all might want to come hang out with us and go hunting and whatever so we want to be able to entertain have a good time and we got a pretty cool setup. Uh, We're just hoping that we can now get all the deer to participate in that area and draw some in. We got some antler king plots gonna go in, got some seed arriving here soon. Um, Just finally got some covert cameras rolling out on the property. Do you know how it is guys out there? Y'all know what it takes to have a good place to hunt and try to make the best of what you got. And that's what we're doing.
2: Well, and one good thing about Georgia is you can go throw a little corn out in front of a camera to hopefully take some inventory. You know some of the states up in the Midwest and stuff they ain't allowed to do any supplemental feeding yeah I sure am glad
0: down here we can get a little stuff out there and start getting some pictures right away yeah for sure like this piece of property there, there's no no agriculture really close to it or anything like that there's some in the area but we're we're basically hunting woods and uh, got some power line and gas line right-of-ways that go through there so those you know those are good spots to concentrate on getting deer to walk out and open where you can see them a lot of thick cover on this place we got a few food plots like we said get some antler king in there that'll draw them right in and and like kevin said we can throw some corn out and put some cameras out and hopefully we can kind of learn what's over there and and what to expect and it's just you know it's exciting to have a new piece but it's a lot of work a a little bit of stress involved too but it's all in the fun
2: yeah but once we get it all set i think it's going to be a great place for us to get away and
0: do some deer hunting that's right you never know we might give away a hunt with us and invite somebody to come in there and and hunt you know and have have old hunting with andy there participate and entertain
2: we keep working over there too much we're gonna have to sell a couple hunts to pay for some of this stuff we could
0: just sell andy (laughs) (laughs) we'd be
2: better off selling the hunts i mean that's all we got you ain't gonna get nothing for him Uh,
0: we'll keep everybody posted maybe we can uh every week we can talk about our progress over there and do some updates and y'all you know, follow along on our social media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and that kind of stuff. Throw some pictures out there, of what we got going on, without without giving away too much, you know.
2: Yeah, I'm sure we'll sneak a little live video here and
0: there to show people what we got going on. Yeah, as long as you know cell phone signal works, because over there we are in the middle of nowhere, that's for sure. So, but anyway, hope everybody else is getting everything rolling. Get your cameras out, and get some big bucks on camera, and some of these velvet pictures I've been seeing lately looks like we're gonna have a fun fall kind of all over the country
2: yeah they some of the outfitters and stuff we hunt with in the Midwest have just started putting trail cam pics on their Facebook pages and everything and
0: it's definitely the
2: time of the year to start getting excited that's for sure
0: yeah no doubt I got a text here yesterday from our buddy Mike Ryan at Rolla Outfitters in Texas that we're gonna start things off with in late September and Got a lot of bucks that are growing out you know all them tips are still rounded they got some inches to put on but some are already looking pretty good so looks like we're gonna have a big time out there they got a lot of deer looks like a, a very very deer rich environment there in north texas yeah we, we like a target rich environment i mean it, it might be so, so good kevin can shoot one well and and that's all we hope for i mean
2: exactly but shoot down in south florida deer season's already opened up down there south carolina is going to open up what tomorrow yeah the 15th so yeah that's tomorrow
0: and then it's kentucky opens up in a couple weeks it's too hot it, 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 i would it, agree it's with too that. hot I, like here in georgia like we're we're anxious to get this place set up but we're not really gonna hit full stride on the hunting until it kind of cools down get there about october you know what i mean because you and i've done this early season stuff long enough in the south it is it, it's, it's just too hot
2: yeah, it's, it's, it can be pretty miserable but if we don't hurry up and keep working on cutting some shooting lanes that we ain't gonna have anywhere to set come both well, season anyway
0: yeah we, we got a lot of work to do we gotta get some stands up and all that fun stuff it's just that's just part of it it's learning and, and adapting and moving around and I mean, we still got the leaf farm you know Big Mike's got it already set up all we got to do is go get a stand there oh
2: yeah and we'll have some redneck blinds set up here pretty quick too that uh you know that's sometimes getting in a tree is awesome but sometimes you know tucking away in a blind is actually a lot of fun deer hunting and and it ain't as difficult sometimes to hide one of those as it is to hide you on the side of a tree
0: yeah i mean one of the questions we got you know on facebook to actually talk about on the podcast was you know talk about using ground blinds when you can't climb a ladder stand now whether that's you know disabled or even the fact that maybe you're hunting a spot like we've been to south texas you can't hunt a ladder stand in south texas you have no choice but to pretty much hunt a ground blind you know in certain environments whether that be the terrain or, or whatever even if it is a disability or whatever but um one thing for sure is you know you want to pick a spot that you can really hide that blind you don't want to just throw a blind up on the edge of a field in the wide open um you want to really have a spot like in a blowdown. Or even using a hill or, or terrain, dig into a hillside or something like that.
2: Or just even just the edge of the woods, somewhere you can tuck it in where it's not going to stick out like a sore thumb. Um, and regardless, if you can, you want to set it up in advance. You don't want to go set it up there the day of and try to go hunt out of it. Deer, a lot of times, a blind like that, they need to get used
0: to it. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, if you pop up a blind, and just go get in it. Well, you got. All kind of scent who knows what's on that blind you know from being in storage or traveling around or new out of the box whatever the case is so you need a good spray is what we use like a lethal field spray or lethal dirt scent you get that thing out you pop it up you spray it down a few times then you put it in the woods and uh, the next guess biggest thing would be to, to brush it in good
2: well and we we're setting up a lot of rednet Gilly blinds over on the lease because they do actually disappear a lot better in my opinion than some of the traditional pop-up blinds that ghillie covering they put on them i mean you tuck it in the edge of the woods it don't take much and that thing's gone
0: yeah i mean it all the edges on it or got the like a what you would think a ghillie blind like military use you know ghillie blind has the frayed edges all around it so it really breaks up that outline like it's not just a big bam here's a new something in the woods it's slick and smooth and maybe even shiny these have a a real dull cover on them a little outer finish is really dull you know a lot of edges that are broken up I mean we've tucked these things in all over the United States on different pieces of property they perform amazing
2: and we actually have had some places up with Ryan in Kentucky a couple of years ago you know he set one up and tucked it in the edge of the woods and that same day we hunted out of it and still had deer walking 20 yards in front of it so you know, you get something hidden, you can hunt out of it right away.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing too. I mean, uh, talking about ground blinds, I mean, there's different setups and different options. One thing, you know, we, we, we work with redneck blinds on the, on the TV side for sure. And, you know, we do love this ghillie blind because this is great for rifle hunting and bow hunting. It's, that's another thing people don't realize when you go buy a ground blind, if you're gonna bow hunt, especially with a compound bow, you gotta make sure you've got windows wide enough that your sight and your arrow and all that can actually get out of the blind without hitting something.
2: Yeah. If you, you know, get looking at a blind, you think, Oh yeah, that, that window's plenty big enough for me to shoot my bow out of. That might be the case, but you got to think about You got to have clearance for your cams and your limbs. If you got to pick all the way up and stand up to the top of the blind to try to shoot out of a window, it ain't going to work too good when that cam smacks the top of the blind.
0: Exactly. And then, you know, having different angles, can you, you know, shooting downhill a little bit. What about left and right? Not just straight out in front of you. I mean, you have to think the whole big kind of panoramic view, and that's one thing about these gillies, you can adjust those windows up and down really nicely to give you you know a large opportunity to shoot out of so
2: and they got some vertical windows too that make a
0: big difference especially if you're gonna elevate the blind at all or anything like that right i mean and really when you look at some of these blinds and you're shooting like out of the corner on some vertical windows you look at the plane is like an hourglass so if you turn to your left, you're seeing further to the right. And if you shift over to your right, you're seeing further to the left. Like it makes this hourglass shaped shooting area. And that's the benefits of a vertical window. Man, I mean, I just hope
2: that I get to test out some of those windows as
0: falling, and sling an out of Well, you know, I got, got my Elite ready and that old Cam X crossbow ready. And I, I may just have to go on Doe Patrol and just to, just to get some, know just get it out of my system you
2: just gotta get warmed up a little
0: bit right I mean I just you know we got a new piece of property we don't know deer numbers and stuff like that but after we get the cameras out there for a little while this covert will show us what we got and I just got a feeling that we're gonna be able to shoot some does
2: well I mean we might just need to shoot a doe or two just so we can get some up-close inspection you know of the quality of deer that sure you know check them for ticks and and stuff. and we gotta have
0: camp meat you know what I mean? We got free gotta fill the freezer up over yeah, there so we we gotta eat while we're there. That can cooker gotta have something in Look, it. Look, man, I got us a brand new grill over there the other day when I went. You know, got some old match like charcoal sitting there on standby. It ain't nothing to slap a back strap or a tenderloin fresh out of old slick head on the grill. That's right. So I'm just saying, throwing that out there. I feel like that may need to happen. I'm a fan. You remember the old hunting club days me and you first started hunting together we go if somebody killed a deer back going on it tonight that's yeah even if track. you
2: had to go out there to the skinning shed with a coffee cup to exactly. get it from them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> something you know small enough to fit in a coffee cup it's going on the grill yeah something we're gonna eat good if we ain't gonna do nothing else we're gonna eat good so but uh, yeah that's you know that brings up another another question um, we're talking about a new piece of property here and obviously our strategies and experience over the years kind of kind of play what we're looking for Uh, one question we did get was how about some tips on killing big deer before the rut that's a hard question it is tough because a lot of times
2: your biggest deer you know before the rut you may only be getting pictures of them at night Mm -hmm. Um, they may not be doing a lot of walking around in the daytime
0: exactly And, and the early season it seems to me like right now deer in velvet so you've got these bachelor groups you know even at our farm there's three or four bucks might be hanging together with a shooter or two in there whatever the case is they do kind of the same thing every day it's a it's an early morning late evening because our temperatures down here kind of keep them pushed to the the extremes of, of daylight but it's all because of the weather now when those deer get going along and they lose that velvet they're going to change how they act they're going to really basically go lay low feed at night or whenever they can you know conserve the most energy because they know the rut is coming and they need to be right on their a-game
2: well and i mean it's kind of a it's kind of a little bit of a touchy deal there because in my opinion to you know a lot of your big deer you're going to have to hunt a little closer to bedding area to catch them maybe coming to food if they're getting the food 30 minutes after it gets dark you can't sit on the food source and try to shoot them right so you got to tuck in a little closer to the bedding area but you don't want to get in there and screw things up to where they leave your property before it even gets to be the
0: rut you know right and that's the thing about these bigger mature bucks it doesn't take much pressure and they're going to change what they're doing now if you're hunting maybe iowa or somewhere like that for example where there's only one Section of trees that they would have to go in Well, that deer you may blow them out But they usually are gonna make a loop come back around and be back in that block eventually I'm not saying that's always the case, but down here you blow a deer out He's got hundreds and thousands of acres of trees to go find somewhere else to call home, you know,
2: yeah, there's a uh, Motel eight over on the neighbor's property. He'll be glad to
0: bed in exactly exactly and this this time of the year you know, if it's warm, focus on water. Don't be afraid of that, especially early season. Um, down here in the south, we have persimmons. Those are great, great, great early season uh, food source for deer. Uh, of course, you know, antler king plots always draw them in really good. Uh, you know, we can feed over here. So we're putting out some antler king final feast, apple birds, stuff like that. And of course, some, some regular corn and uh, different, different things like that. But the bigger deer, they're really, They become harder to pattern when they lose their velvet and then you may have to be patient and wait till the rut But my biggest thing is like somebody asked me the other day. He's like, well, you know is your favorite time of year to hunt rut. You just chase the rut across the country I'm like, well, absolutely not the rut is one of the hardest things to hunt because bucks are on their feet They're moving they may travel miles a day which is good because you might shoot a deer that nobody's ever seen before but at the same time you're sitting there, especially with a bow in hand, because most of the rifle seasons in the country don't come in during the rut, except for down here in the South.
2: Yeah, the rut is great though for one thing, seeing deer. Yep. The rut ain't necessarily the best time for shooting deer, mm-hmm. but you—that's
0: when you are going to see the most deer running around. Yeah, as long as the weather's good, you know it doesn't get too hot. They're usually going to be on their feet, bucks moving around. Like you and I both—we've hunted Kansas many, many times. And how many big, big bucks have we seen in Kansas chasing a doe or something? We're sitting there with a bow in a hand and just, well, there he, there he went. That yeah. was a great buck.
2: 75 yards away and there he went. Yeah,
0: he just well, he went pushing that doe and 170 plus inch deer. And you're just like, well, that was cool. <laughs> and you know, we ended up killing deer, but it seemed like the bigger ones that time of the year are really locked on a doe. And if that doe doesn't hit the right spot, well, remember Ohio years ago, the first time we went up there, I mean, you saw, both saw booner deer just they staying with a doe too far away and we don't get
2: a shot yeah biggest deer i've ever seen probably in the wild from a tree stand and he is two steps behind a doe every step she takes Mm -hmm. but you know that
0: same buck after the rut's over with he's going to be hitting some food sources now now you hit on the next part of this whole subject is i think to kill the bigger bucks uh the ones that at least aren't busted up and if you still want to try to get one uh is post rut that's where when like we've gone down to texas the last couple years and that's the best time to hunt because they really start hitting the food sources hard again they're still moving in the daylight it might be you know evenings early mornings whatever but they seem like all right the rut's over they're winding down they run out of gas all they want to do is eat
2: yeah i mean they've been running around burning calories for probably almost a month chasing all these does around
0: them boys is hungry well that's the thing I mean a buck might go days without even taking a bite I mean that's just the reality of the situation Um, with how hard the rut is and how intense it is that all they focus on is breeding so but when they get that out of their system that appetite's back up and then they're like me and Kevin up at the Sizzler Buffet we got to pull up a chair and go to town. Well that's I mean you they see the Antler King food plot and it's like Krispy Kreme with the light on I mean they just got to stop in there. Yeah they're out there doing some clover angels and stuff you know <laughs> they just eating and eating and eating and that's honestly that that's probably one of the better ways to kill a big deer you know if, I know it's tough you're hunting after a lot of the gun seasons or you're hunting later in the season where deer have been pressured and you know a lot of bucks have been taken so you you kind of got those things working against you, but at the same time with a good quality food source Late in the season you can really draw in a lot of deer I mean, I even know <clears throat> in Georgia here on our farm sometimes January you'll see more deer then than you will all year because they're just concentrated hitting them food sources Like you said though The only downside
2: is that time of the year they may have some tines broken off and they may shoot They may have half their rack gone, Right. but that's for me patterning one specific deer either early season if you catch them before they completely change up or late season after the rut when they're hungry again those are the two times you can pattern big deer that's right
0: i agree with that i mean i'm not saying you can't kill him during the rut you know if you if you know where he's staying and he's hanging in this one area he might come walking right there by you looking for that doe or chasing that doe or tending that doe but if you want to you know a really good chance of him doing the same thing every day you You're gonna have to pat him early season or be patient and try to pat him late season because during the rut all all bets are off but you might kill your neighbor's big one <laughs> yeah
2: and having said that I am going to be trying to hunt a little bit in the rut in the Midwest just because of the sheer number of deer that you can see running around
0: no doubt I mean one, one hunt I'm excited about we're going to Wisconsin this year in, in early November which should be right on with the rut up there and that who knows what we're gonna see up there
2: well and jared's wrapped up with deer already so uh mm-hmm. being able to see all them big boys chasing down a doe that's gonna be a ton of fun
0: yeah I'm looking forward to that and then you know we're hit, we're starting out in texas and then oklahoma back-to-back weeks right there gonna you know hopefully those deer will be patterned on food sources early season batchered up even um so that that might be a really good time for us and then we kind of scatter out and go all over the place and go up to um going up to ohio i know you're going to missouri we're both going to illinois and that's gonna be a late season hunt so hopefully that's one that we're just talking about where bucks are hitting you know bean fields corn fields whatever and food plots you know whatever chris up there at buck chasers has set up that uh we can take them old mccorder muzzle loaders out there and burn one down yeah hopefully them boys be back to getting their belly full or, and two even then you can have
2: kind of a secondary rut kind of kick in a little bit so you might get the best of both worlds you might get mm-hmm. some
0: good patterning plus seeing some big boys chasing some does well and even late season like that if you get one of those either yearling doe comes in or a doe that wasn't bred the first time around she comes back in you might maybe one of them where you see five bucks behind the doe yeah you know it can be a lot of fun and uh, then big boys ain't gonna back off they just gonna concentrate on food and if that old doe comes by she smells right and he's gonna get back on her that's right so anyway that's hunting 101 with Kevin and Michael (laughs) if you learned anything from that please let us know because you know we made most of it up
2: well I mean you know like not really like we
0: said we've been doing
2: this for about 14 years so we uh I've been hunting since I was nine
0: well I've been yeah I've been hunting since (laughs) I was (laughs) we've been doing TV since for 14 years yeah we've been traveling the country right we've been checking out different scenery for a while now but doing it spending a lot more hours in a tree stand no doubt and that's the thing you know what works in Iowa may not work in Wisconsin what works in Michigan may not work in Georgia but one common thing is deer are very similar in their characteristics just the terrain and the temperatures will dictate a lot of different things so
2: yeah the the general idea will work just the exact plan may have to change that's right
0: you may have to fine-tune it for where you're at so Um, but yeah that's a nutshell hopefully that answers questions on ground blinds hopefully that helps people learn a little bit more about what to do you know pre-rut and post-rut you know i think and honestly just having deer is having good centrally located food sources that's the biggest thing you know try to get them in the middle of your property provide some good food for them and and you should have some deer
2: and don't don't blow all your deer out every time you go to the woods and you know keep your pressure as much a minimum as you can and The other thing, too, is shoot what you got. You know, if the biggest deer you have on camera is 120 or 130 inch, 8 or 10
0: point, Mm -hmm. then why are you sitting there waiting on a booner to walk out? You cannot kill a 150, 160, 170 if there's not one to be killed. That's right. Uh, uh, That's a true fact. So don't overthink it. Have fun and shoot what you got. I mean, I'm sitting here. We're in Kevin's office out here recording this podcast. I mean, he's got racks. He's got... 200 inch deer here he's got 130 right here I mean 160 over here Uh, and pictures of from all the years of all kind of different stuff going on and one constant theme is all of it looks like fun
2: yeah uh, there's some 75 inch deer in this office and there's some probably 200 inch deer in this office but
0: every one of them was fun to shoot I promise you exactly it's all relative to where you are what you have to hunt and just have fun doing it do the best you can what you got yeah don't over sweat stuff just go out there and enjoy yourself don't let nobody on TV tell you what you need to shoot (laughs) or what not to shoot I was watching this show the other day and you tell me what you think about this this guy said shoot every spike and every fork horn no matter what Uh, I would probably enjoy hunting his place (laughs) (laughs) well my thing is like here in, in Georgia well I know we're in Florida right now but in Georgia where we hunt a lot you only get two buck tags and I mean, don't get me wrong. I love to shoot deer, but I just cannot bring myself to spend my both my buck tags on a spike and four point.
2: <laughs> well, and I can also tell you too. Growing up in Florida, where when I was growing up, we did shoot every spike and every four point. It kept us from having a lot of more mature, bigger deer. We didn't kill a lot of. 120 130 140 inch 8 and 10 points because we were too busy shooting them when they were a year and a half old as a spike and a Four-point
0: well you hit the nail on the head right there to me It's all about age and whatever age structure you want on your property Hey, if you want to shoot spikes every time you go go do it that hey, more power to you If that's that's what you want to do then, then have fun But you know from my standpoint my goal on, and, and our realistic goals in, in Georgia, Anyways shoot a deer three and a half or older Now I've let some three and a half years old go that I probably wish now I had a shot that either the neighbors got them or I never saw them again but at the same time I was I may have already shot some deer that year and I just well I just that that don't get me excited or whatever I let them walk off Um, so you know I'm not hating on it either way but at the same time if you do want to have a chance to shoot an eight point or ten point or whatever I'm not buying the once a spike, always a spike thing. I'm no, just not I, buying that.
2: I'm not either. I mean, that's been too many times that, you know, they've shown
0: deer growing up to be 160, 170-inch deer that were a spike their first racks. So. Right. So, I mean, that's my point with that is, you know, you can believe whatever you want to believe. You can do whatever you want to do. I mean, if it's fun, do it. Like I said, if you want to shoot a four-point, heck, knock him down. That's, put that meat in your freezer and rock on with it. But from my standpoint... I look I might as well wait you to get three and a half or older one because I'm gonna get more meat for that processing fee And I might end up with a pretty decent set of horns on the wall Yeah, and
2: it's just like we said though Too at the same time with all these deer management theories that everybody seems to be throwing around every which way Have fun, you know mm-hmm. Like it, it seems to me like too many times people are overthinking it, you know it, with our lease, it, you know if it's something you're going to be
0: proud of, you're going to put it on the wall and
2: that's, you know, that's what we're there yeah, for.
0: Have at it. I mean, if you're, if you're proud of it, shoot it. That's the way I look at it. If you're going to shoot it just to shoot a deer, just pick out a doe. Yeah. You know, do if some, you're just needing some backstrap, strap yeah, shoot shoot you, shoot you a doe. If you, you know, don't kill something just to kill it. Like I was talking to one of our buddies um, on the way here coming down here today. And he said, man, I've got these elk showing up on camera, one really, really good bull. This is a big trophy, you know, for that area. And he said, there's another five by five. That's a really nice bull, but he's, I said, would you be proud of it? Well, no. I said, well, don't shoot it. He's like, well, it'll get good footage, he looked good on video. I said, but if you don't get excited and you don't get that adrenaline rush, like, oh man. He's like, you know what, you're right. He said, but I'm gonna reserve that right to see when he walks out. If I see him and he walks out, I might get excited and he might have to get shot. You know, ticker may get the kicking a little harder. There you go. Now you're picking up what I'm putting down. That's, that's exactly the mentality you should have when you're hunting. Yeah, we're, you know, I've shot deer and you have too, when you shoot them, you go over there, you go, well crap, he looked a lot bigger (laughs) than I thought he was. And oh, well, it's still, you still have fun. The reason things look smaller like that is because of just your mental picture of what happens. And that ain't always the case true, but don't let anybody else tell you what you should or should not shoot. Don't don't base your values of what you shoot on other people.
2: Yeah, I saw a Facebook post the other day that said years ago, you know, somebody shot a six point or something and his buddy said, hey, great job, you know, shot you a deer. And now these days, hey, I shot a six point. Oh, you should have let him walk. He needed another year. How big was he, you know? Mm-hmm. You think he was four years old or five years old? You know, it's
0: just, stop overthinking I, I, it i think we should start firing back to all of them and just being like oh you shouldn't have shot him you should have waited let him go till next year and i'm just gonna reply back but i didn't <laughs> i wanted to shoot him this year but guess what there'll be another one next year i promise you
2: well I, I shot a deer in illinois last year that you know actually with trail cam pictures and everything it was one of the deer i was going to that area to hunt and after i got him shot you know we uh we're talking around the camp you know how old you think that deer was and general consensus was that deer is probably a three and a half year old buck but I told him I said you know grand scheme of things whether he's three and a half or he's four and a half he's as old as he's ever gonna
0: get I mean <laughs> cuz he's laying right there well, in the back can, of the you truck can sit there and, and I learned a lot like hunting in Texas man we shot deer that were 130 inches that were six seven years old And we shot deer that were 150 inches that were four or five years old. So, I mean, I don't know. I can't ask them, hey man, how old are you? I just do the best I can when I look at them, when they crank my tractor up and they say, man, I I really want to shoot that deer. I'm just going to do it, deal with it, you know, get over it, take a picture. I'm going to have a good time. The end. That's how we started back with life, having fun. And I'm sitting here looking at the first deer Kevin ever shot on the show. I don't know what that deer, 110 inch 8 point or something? 150. If were being generous. Measure, well, you know, yeah. I'm trying to be nice. You know, it's your place. You're being, being courteous. But we will remember that forever. We and had I fun. And I can
2: promise you, I was as proud of that deer as I am that 150 sitting behind you. I mean, you can remember, I sat out there by the campfire looking at them <laughs> antlers for hours
0: because I was so dang proud of them. And that's one point. That's a fine buck, especially that part of the country. That was a really nice deer over there too. So we have fun, and and I mean, I remember it like it was yesterday. So that's what hunting's all about. And if you don't like that, then we just can't be friends. Yeah, I mean, you ain't got to think like I do. Just you don't shoot me. I mean, you don't have to think like we do, but you just be wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not that way. But you know, it's just all about having fun. I mean, I'm sitting here looking at all these deer Kevin's killed, and I was with him on a lot of them, and I can remember the stories, and even the ones I wasn't, I've seen the videos, remember how it all went down, and. That's what hunting's about. It ain't about how big they are.
2: Yeah, it, uh, it's been too many friendships and everything in this country get bruised up because of a dang deer.
0: Yeah, and uh, we just gonna have fun. Mhm. All right. Well, that's it, y'all. That's all we're gonna say. We're gonna end it on that note. Y'all just go out there, have fun, enjoy the outdoors. Don't take it for granted. Never know what tomorrow may bring. Y'all enjoy it, and. I guess we'll try to do another one of these in the near future. Yeah, well, presume we're going to be over at Deer Camp a lot. So we'll have a lot more opportunity By together gosh, to record we'll just, these things. We'll just record one at Deer Camp. Uh-huh. All right, y'all have a great week. Y'all can check us out online, BackwardsLife.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, out OutTube, any kind of thing, any social media you can think of. We're probably on it, especially if they speak English. Plus MOTV. Oh, yes. And watch us on MOTV uh you can watch all a lot of past seasons four or five years of Backwoods life on there hop on there you can watch new episodes every week dropping like they're hot
2: yep right after or right when the new show's airing on sportsman if there's one that matches up to it it's going on motv at the same time
0: yes catch us tuesday nights 10 30 in the real Tree block on sportsman's channel if you miss it it comes on again later that night and then wednesday mornings so y'all tune in we want to hear from y'all shoot us an email Something on, message us on social media. We like to hear feedback on anything, including this rambunctious podcast thing that we do. <laughs>
2: rambunctious.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Check in next week. See
1: you. Up before morning, put the tires in the clay. Back to where the deer and the antelope play. Nothing between you and the wild, but the will to survive amen, but the law of the land, y'all, quick on the draw, means a buck on the wall, it's a turkey call, with a southern draw. the real boy's fall. My playground is out in the woods, back in the states, this is my hood, waking up early with nature's hand in mine, finger on the trigger, just a silly deal, if you don't get Mother Nature will, it's the thrill, it's the skill, it's the rush, it's the dust and grind Living the backwoods life Living the backwoods life Living full, drawing for everyone It's a special breed that gets the job done Clear, full heart and respect You give as good as you get Tell me how to stay alive and give thanks to the Lord for all we got. Skin at my end and wake up and do it again. My playground is out in the woods. Back in the States, this is my hood. Waking up early with nature's hand in my finger on the trigger just to seal the deal. If you don't get a mother nature. The rush is the dust and grind Living the backwoods life Living
0: the backwoods life Welcome to the backwoods You got the guts Let's go for the glory
1: Load up the truck This is my hood Waking up early with nature's hand in mine. Finger on the trigger just to seal the deal Feel the chill, shoot to kill It's the thrill, it's the skew, it's the rush, it's the dust, it's the grind Living the backwoods life Living the backwoods life Living the backwoods life Living the backwoods life